Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this episode is part of our Blast from the Past series where we spotlight one of the amazing members of the LA Tech ecosystem from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking for more great LA Tech content, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of conversations to choose from. Enjoy the episode. I'm super attracted to startups that like disrupt unsexy industries. And so I think that's why razors are so interesting. And for innovation to happen within those industries, that makes it like okay to be talking about shaving or just more comfortable with ourselves and more flexibility with, you know, with all of that ourselves. I think that's badass. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast here in Santa Monica. Yes, so excited to be here in Los Angeles celebrating the incredible LA Tech community. And today I have this amazing tech talent that has been a friend and an inspiration for years working with multiple LA tech companies. Cannot wait to introduce her to you. Her name is Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello, Esprit. <laughs> so, Kate, go ahead and tell everybody, introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do and why I love you so much. I have no idea why you love me. <laughs> that is a mystery to me. Uh, my name is Kate Shaw, and I am the Director of Growth and Marketing for a company called Sphinx. Sphinx is a three-in-one portable razor for women, um, which is super fun because it's disrupting the razor industry, which is sort of a hot and fun thing now in L.A. and, and I guess just in general in the industry. Um, I've sort of been all around the world here in, in, in L.A. I've bumped around from different startups and helped grow quite a few startups from a little tiny level to a great big national level, including a nice, awesome stop at science. Shout out to my science family um, and have just sort of, uh, yeah, been around for a while. So, And OK, what is science for those that don't know? Um, I like how this is just going to turn into a science promo. I love them so <laughs> much. Um, science is an incubator. They're based in Santa Monica and they've incubated amazing Silicon Beach. Uh, I know we all hate that term, but um, unicorns such as Dollar Shave Club, MeUndies, FameBit, Hello Society, um, Urban Remedy, which is the company that I was responsible for their growth. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other successes. I don't know. I feel like those are some freaking awesome successes. So shout out to them. Would you call yourself a growth hacker? Hell no. That's the worst term ever. Okay. Okay. Here's yeah. here's the problem with growth What's hacking. What's the breakdown? Yeah. All right. As any professional knows, there is no magic bullet to growth and there's no magic bullet to, to marketing. Um, if any, and, and there is this misconception um, that gets fed to a lot of founders, a lot of CEOs, that if you just hire the right marketer, they're going to come in with some secret snake oil magic sauce and just explode your company with zero dollars. And that's, in my mind, what I consider growth hacking, right? Growth hacking is this imaginary, nonsensical thing. And as marketers, we probably 10 to 3,000 times a day get people walking up to us and they're like, hey, girl, 
I heard this thing. My cousin's tiny little company, you know, is doing this thing on Facebook where they blah, 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 whatever. And we get like a million people a day telling us that um, they have the secret sauce and we just somehow are oblivious to it or hell, I don't know. Um, But in reality, what is what creates successful growth for a startup is trying 10 things, not trying, but rather um, experimenting. I mean, there is a definitely a level of experimentation. And um, but it's going, you know, it's putting your company, having having a strategy for your company on 10 channels that you think are going to that you that, you know, from your experience should really work for your company. Maybe five or six of those create the bulk of um, traffic and revenue for your company. Maybe one turns out to be bull and maybe what does that leave left? Three are like mediocre whatever. But it's that combination of 10 and, and you know, rising waters uh, raise all ships or whatever. Um, and somehow you need that magic sauce yeah. of all of those channels. There is no magic bullet. I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble. And I'm sure there's some douchebag 23 year old yeah. out there listening to our LA tech. And they're like, yo, I got the secret. I can, I can, <laughs> I can, I can growth hack this company into a multi-million dollar annual revenue company with my little, you know, commenting on Facebook page or whatever. That's bullshit. And it's not true. This afternoon, I interviewed a female founder named Anna. I hope she didn't just say something totally different than I said. And I'm just like contradicting. No, her. this is really I'm really excited. So she created a company called Base Pause is as far as I remember, it's her fourth tech company. Heck yeah, girl. One of them being a, a company that was acquired, which was like a Groupon for London. And then she grew it. It was like 150 percent profit month after month, like increase, whatever. Point is super successful. Base pause, every single phone call that comes in, where does it go? To herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's growth hacking. Growth hacking is not, is like. So growth, growth, <laughs> you're saying that growth hacking is like no. an alternative name to hustling or to I, like working really I'm, hard. I'm making a joke saying like, yeah, there's no such, mm, yeah. fucking work hard. <laughs> yeah. Just work hard and hustle and, and care and care. Yeah. And also, you know, the other thing with, um, Gosh, I'm like really angry at growth hacking. I don't know why. The other the other reason that no, I think No, because it makes it you're right. It makes it sound like a quick fix. I mean, same. People are people with all the time with like we are LA Tech or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I personally respond. Today I had to send out something like 20 apology emails. Girl, I have seen I how do, you <laughs> hustle. Esprit you guys has like 400 emails going at any time, 300 texts, like 87 Facebook messages or whatever. And so like if you think that we are LA Tech is just some like posh overlooking the beach where Esprit just sits in like fur coats or something. Hell no, this girl is a hustler as as anyone should be in in our industry. And I think that the other thing I think with growth hacking is that it does an incredible disservice to those amazing investors that we all rely on yeah. and that all of our growth relies on. Yeah. Because anytime that we're saying growth hacking or what in my mind is growth hacking, right. um, it's giving this like false hope or this delusion yeah. of, oh, we're going to grow, you know, to be this like viral sensation. Oh God, viral videos. Um, yeah. We're going to grow to be like this, this um, viral sensation, this we're going to growth hack this, whatever. Yeah. Like that's not sustainable growth. It's not scalable growth yeah. and it doesn't build a healthy company. And that's where we get these these companies who, you know, might have whatever, like a uh, 500K monthly revenue, but yeah. then they're spending 600K to get yeah. that 500K <laughs> and our investors are getting a little screwed. Are you talking about Uber? <laughs> Just no. Yeah. 
Um, but you know what I mean? It's just not like scalable growth and it's not healthy companies. And yeah, yeah I, I feel like I could go off on that all day. Yeah, so. no, 100%. So yeah, I, I, I'm I so on your page. Like when she said that, this, this, this founder who's built successful, highly profitable companies on her fourth and she's like all customer service calls go to my cell phone i'm like yeah and because well, should, that's what it takes should we tell our our love story spree how we go for got it. connected yeah um so the the customer service going to her cell phone to that founder's cell phone um just reminded me of how esprit and i actually started i mean we, we connected years ago on the we are la tech probably facebook page or something i yeah. don't know something we're just two chicks in, yeah. in santa monica talking geeking yeah. out to tech so and i'm personally emailing and messaging <laughs> everyone back so i know but, everybody's name so esprit was a customer of a startup that i was previously a part of um called farmbox which yeah. then was acquired by grub market and um esprit was a customer of that um amazing startup and myself as the director of growth and marketing, the original founder of that company, yeah. as well as our operations manager, would alternate days that we did customer service. Yeah. And so I, I had, um, I just used my middle name for customer service. So it was like Teresa, the <laughs> the customer service rep. Um, and so I, I began responding to Esprit's customer service inquiry, um, you know, as the director of marketing or yeah. whatever. But like that day, Tuesday, I think the days that was my customer service day, um, and so we sort of all took turns being the customer service person, yeah. Um, despite our t- titles or whatever. Do you know that I'm not sure about this, but one month I think you included like uh, a bonus piece of fruit or something. And I girl, think- I did that every time you got a delivery. Oh, did you? No, okay. I don't know. Every time that I saw that you had an order, I'd always be like, you know, Esprit might like this like almond milk or like she, she might like check- this bone broth. Okay, so I think this was you because I definitely didn't order it because I didn't know what it was. A cherimoya. Mm-hmm. Would that have been you? A um, cherimoya fruit? Anyway, in my farm box, I got this cherimoya fruit. Oh, no. Fruit. In farm boxes, they grub market. This is like shout out to grub market. Yeah. Um, in, in grub market acquired farm, farm box. box. Yeah. yeah. So in your weekly delivery, they just put whatever is um, like in season. So cherimoya would have just been in season. Oh. So if you had a fruit um, well, selection on your farm box, then it would have been included. It's now one of my favorite fruits. Then and, and yes, I discovered, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> I discovered it. I'm like obsessed with cherimoyas. I'm like, oh, how did I not know these existed? Do you think of me every time you have a cherimoya? Yes, I do. <laughs> I totally do. So I would be more yeah. likely to have included like lavender almond milk or I don't know. Something <laughs> oh like my that. God. Super yum. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into Sphinx. When you first told me, am I saying it right? Yeah. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> so when you first told me about it, I didn't really get it. And then when I see it, so let's, uh, it's over there, right? But you could describe yeah. it. Describe to me what it looks like. Because when you first told me, I mean, I just didn't get it at all. So I'm pretending that all, everybody listening right now may not like, okay, Razor Company, Dollar Shave Club, who cares? Or, you know, and it's not that. It's totally, it. it's shaving on the go. It is shaving on the go. Um, And the reason that I think that I was attracted to Sphinx was because it wasn't something that people already knew about. Why? Because it's so innovative. And I'm not just saying that because I work for them. No, I literally. literally like, it, you guys, it's not a razor. It's a it new a, razor. So there's a distinction. So all the razors that you guys are at this exact moment thinking of are in the shower razors. Yes. And they have multiple blades yes. and they sit in your shower and you hang out with them for yes. you know 10 or 15 minutes while you're doing your thing and in the shower. And they're kind of like a curved T. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So that's your traditional shower razor. Yeah. We're an incremental sale to that um, to that shower razor. We are a three-in-one portable travel razor. 
And so what this has, it's round. It's super adorable. So you can throw this thing in your purse, your gym bag, your center console in your car, um, your hoe bag. If you're, um, you know, if you have one of those, every girl knows what I'm talking about. Um, and so what it is, is see, Esprit's laughing. Esprit has a hoe bag. Um, so what it has is like this little spritz of water. And then you turn the style, the, the Sphinx is round. And it has a shea butter moisturizing bar, um, which you use as a pre-shave moisture. And then you also use it post-shave to keep it um, moist. Yeah. And then it has two single blades. And so what that does is whenever you are in the running into a business meeting yeah. and you realize you forgot to shave your armpits, you are impromptu trip down to the beach and you realize that um, you haven't shaven in a minute. Yeah. Or you just realize that you have some um, stragglers, some touch-ups. Um, totally. And you're, you know, whatever you can shave in a bathroom stall. Yeah. You don't have to be in the shower. You don't have to um, even have running water. Yeah. It's fully designed just to be one complete shave um, mechanism right there in your hand without the shower and, and nakedness and soap and all of that stuff. Two questions. One, razor burn. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Because um, you're not using a lot of water and soap. Do we have to worry about razor burn? You know, it depends how sensitive your skin is. And I think that um, you probably wouldn't want to shave like a guy's face with a sphinx. Um, what the sphinx is for is touch-ups and miss spots. Um, so like your bikini line, um, you would probably just want to um, use a lot of the spritz or a lot of the shea butter. But that shea butter really is there for a really intense um, moisture. So you shouldn't get shave burn. Could I, could I shave my whole leg? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so like for beach stuff, what do you, how do, would I use it for like, I'm about to go swimming or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you would use it. You would, you know, probably have it in your purse or whatever. And you're here at We Are LA Tech. You're a few blocks from the beach. Someone stops by and they're like, hey, Spree, let's go down to the beach. And you're like, oh, crap. I haven't yeah. shaved in days. Totally. So you pull that thing. Out, you're like, hey, OK, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You pull it out and you could shave your, your whole leg. We actually include two blades in yeah. the Sphinx especially for that reason. So yeah. if you do have a larger area to cover, you have two blades that you can use yeah. where you don't have to wash those under running water. You can literally um, wash them with a, you can wipe it with a, a napkin. Yeah. You can just tap it out in the sink, whatever. Um, I, you know, it depends how, I don't know how hairy your legs are, girl. But I mean, for me right now, I could shave my legs with this Sphinx. It's definitely meant for touch-ups. It's like a touch-up, yeah. It's 100% it's for touch-ups yeah. and on the go. There, we actually um, formulated it, the the blade to be on the go. So you'll notice like you're in in the shower razor has like two, three, four blades. Um, and that's super appropriate and awesome for in the shower. The Sphinx has one um, one blade in each yeah. in each razor. And so what that does is it makes it way easier to clean. It's a really high grade metal yeah. from Sweden. Super great razor. But there's one. So it's easier to clean. It's easier to use on the go. Um, and it just sort of does the trick what it's intended to do. You know, it's so crazy how often us girls do just forget to shave under our arms. It's weird almost. It's like we shave everything. And we're like, how did I miss that? And it's then like you're the tiniest out, spot. you're wearing a tank top and you're like, oh shit. Esprit, I think I'm going to leave a sphinx for you because I, <laughs> I can just see that happening for you. It happens like so much and it's so annoying. And then you have to keep your arms down all day. Um, well, the, the, that's, actually the how, um, that's actually how Sphinx got um, was was created yeah. because um, our founder, who is a badass girl boss, yeah. um, was a major player at one of the the large toy companies, yeah. and she was presenting to one of the at one of the largest sales meetings to one of the largest retailers yeah. of the year, yeah. and um, she had this huge presentation, and she was like, 
lifting her arms yeah. to do the presentation. <gasps> and she realized that people were just staring at her underarms no. and not in a like elementary school nightmare way, but in a actual reality, like they're staring at her underarms. And she's like, what the heck? So she kind of glances over. Girl has not shaven in a hot, 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 long minute. And so right then and there, she was just like, oh my God, I got to solve this problem. And she began talking to all of her girlfriends yeah. and they were like, hey, would you ever use something like this? And she started sketching out like, what would it look like to have something that's awesome and you can throw in your purse and you don't mind having in your purse, but yeah. is going to take care of these situations. Because sometimes you're a badass woman and yeah. you are running from you know, a meeting in New York to a meeting in LA to the beach or, yeah. or whatever. And you know what? Like, I don't know about you, but I don't have an hour and a half every morning to make sure head to toe I'm no. totally taken care of. No. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I'm a backpacker. Uh-huh. So. Well, actually, Esprit, I thought of you because um, when I was looking to join Sphinx, I was yeah. doing my due diligence. Yeah. And I was reading all of the reviews online. And one woman had said, um, her review is five stars. And she said, um, you know, I just took this, I just went backpacking yeah. for a month in Southeast Asia and I took the Sphinx with me and I used it the entire time and it was awesome. Um, and it's really funny because yeah. Esprit and I were both just in Southeast Asia yeah. in November. So totally. it was like perfect timing. And I was like, I wonder if this girl was also with us in Southeast Asia, <laughs> just using a Sphinx. No, I mean, that's so, okay. Where's Sphinx located in LA? Um, we are, we do our own fulfillment. So we needed yeah. a warehouse. So unfortunately that, uh, kicked us out of Santa Monica yeah. a little bit. Um, so we're in Canoga Park. Nice. Just over the hill. And, um, how many people are on the team? Uh, we are a small team, about 10. And how long has the company existed? The company actually ha um, started in 2014 with a mm -hmm. Kickstarter yeah. that blew itself out of the water. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you say that term. Um, but it really, really got its start in about a year ago um, in 2017. Two things happened. One, um, the, 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 the company decided to have a, a reiteration or like a V3 of the razor. Yeah. They just like... Worked yeah. out every kink. Product was absolutely perfect. And they're like, all right, this this is good stuff, yeah. you know? Um, and they actually did a, um, like, a sales conference, a B2B sales conference yeah. in, like, last summer. And overnight got picked up at, like, every single amazing retailer. So now Sphinx is available at 3,000 retailers nationwide, including Ulta, Revolve, Anthropology, um, Urban Outfitters, Forever 21. The list goes on. And uh, yeah, so it was just this oh, like dope. crazy. Yeah. And so then that happened last July. B2B business just, you know, it was flying off the shelves um, and they sort of paused on um, B2C and until they could get their head above water, um, making sure that they were taking care of B2B amazingly. And then um, about, uh, you know, early like Q1 of 2018, they decided to refocus um, some energy on B2C and they brought me in. So. I think it's it's a really interesting perspective. Well, one thing I'll ask for is uh, funded or, or self-funded? Seed round. Seed round? Yeah. Um, when, one thing, really interesting perspective that I hadn't heard in episodes, at least not any time recent, was it does sound like a very stable game plan to go B2B and then B2C because B2C is a harder sale and not as much money and B2B is bigger and fewer accounts. I I think that's something that a lot of, you know, listeners now should take into consideration in building their companies if they do have a product that works like that, where they could have business to business customers and then later go to consumer. This is um, safer. Yeah. So I've seen a few companies who um, 
Well, let me take a step back. I think in the We Are LA Tech community, we all want these like B2C, super sexy success stories. And sometimes that that like flash to your friend's success story isn't what actually makes a sustainable and healthy business. And so to your point, B2B might be the route for a lot of um, a lot of brands. And I've seen um, I've seen some brands fail with that. I saw some um, I was um, involved on a project. With the B2B? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually involved with a project, two projects, um, two startups in the LA community who I still love them, but they um, they tried to do the B2B route and yeah. they were um, they were software as a service yeah. and um, it didn't work out so well. They had some major, major brands on yeah. board as clients, yeah. but just somehow it just wasn't working. And they had, they had some yeah. um, specifics for each of those companies that made that a little bit challenging. It's, um, it's a good reminder that there's not one path that fits all. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah. And yeah, I've definitely seen, especially like software as a service, I've seen that fail. But interestingly enough, on the um, on the consumer packaged goods or just the the actual tangible goods in general, that seems to fare a little bit better with um, B2B. I don't know. You know what I'd Depends love to see? A, a Flex Sphinx collab. Flex, the, the alternative tampon. Oh, like, yeah. How perfect would that be in the hoe bag? God, I love that. <laughs> so, also, I love that if I say <laughs> hoe bag, every single woman's like, yeah, girl, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, okay. So, we had, okay, this is so funny. <laughs> so, earlier today, we interviewed um, an engineer, an engineer, and okay, Kate, an introverted engineer. Tell me he knows said, what a hoe bag is. Who said his favorite company in LA is Flex, and he started talking about periods, and I'm blushing. Because I'm a Flex customer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I totally know what you're talking about, but I can't talk about this. He's like, you have to talk about it. And he goes, he's like, you know, you can have sex with it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. I can't right now. I love that you're the embarrassed one. You guys, Esprit is one of the most out there, energetic, put everything on the table people that I've ever met. So if it it made you blush and it made you embarrassed, I I just kind of want to meet this guy. So I just kind of, I could totally see... This like alternative tampon where you could have sex uh, with with it in and the Sphinx where you could shave your legs before you I get down this. and dirty. Amazing collab. Well, and like, it's female founded too. Oh my God. Make, do you make me an intro? I yeah, love that. I done, love it. Done and done. Um, you know, the thing that attracted me also to Sphinx was not shaving because um, like sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't, but yeah. rather this like idea of liberation, like Hey, you can shave, you cannot shave, whatever, but you do, you can do it whenever you want. Like if you forget and you want to do it in the bathroom stall, yeah. good for you, girl. And I love that same idea about flex, which is like, you know what? We, we have some control yeah. over our, um, all of our personal care yeah. and it's just a lot more liberating. I love the way you said, yes, mm-hmm. control over, per- that's exactly how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I imagine that, uh, Sphinx can make me feel too, because I am on the go a lot and I really, I'm not prioritizing shaving in the shower. I'm like lucky if I even get into the shower. <laughs> Same. Especially when I'm backpacking. A shower is like, oh yeah, once every couple weeks. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, it's actually my, one of my favorite things about backpacking. I was like, I can it's like forego a good the excuse. shower. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's part of the culture. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I love it. Okay, so talked about the team. We talked about how they got there. Um, where, like, where is Sphinx now as a product? I mean, you talked you, you talked about it a lot. You're in a lot of retailers, but like, where does it want to go? Oh my god! Yeah, Sphin- you know, we kind of just covered it in with the you know when we were talking about um, Flex, but Sphinx um, 
God, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say here. Um, we definitely will be releasing new products before Q4. Yeah. Um, we're all primed and prepped and excited. So yeah. stoked about that. Um, and the the ent- the expansion of the product line will all be around that same concept of just like giving women more control about for their um, about their personal yeah. care um, and some liberation and some choice on that personal care. Again, you want to shave, you want to use tampons, you want to have yeah. sex, do whatever you want, but like have all the freedom to do it when and how and in every way that you want. And so, um, I'm super attracted to um, startups that. Um, like disrupt unsexy industries. Yeah. And so I think that's why razors are so interesting. And that's why Flex and Cora are so interesting is that those are super unsexy industries. And for innovation to happen within those industries, that makes it like okay to be talking about shaving, okay to be talking about periods, or just more comfortable with ourselves and more flexibility with, you know, with all of that ourselves. I think that's badass. And you, we talked uh, about LA startup company flex what la tech um talent or company have you come across lately that has really impressed you so i think the the startup that's exciting me most right now is probably cora which is an organic tampon subscription service um and it's it's exciting me most for a few reasons one i have this background in this attraction to organic healthier living um despite my wine habit Um, But I and and so I'm really excited about any brand that recognizes that not only, um, you know, that I have that need, but that sort of our whole community does. Um, Secondly, they just present the they've they've added this like whole cool aspect to it. So they give you like this little tiny black box that you can set in your bathroom and it's not like, hey, I'm tampons. Yeah. They give you this tiny little cute black pouch that you can throw in your purse. Again, doesn't scream at tampons. Um. I love that it's a subscription service because, like it or not, we're going to be dealing with this, you know, periods yeah. for, the, for the next however many years. Um, and so I think it just so those are like the actual um, things about that company. But yeah. a, 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 as a whole, like the trend, I like that um, one, it's subscription. I'm a sucker for everything subscription. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, healthy, organic, anything that makes those things more accessible to yeah. me. Um, and then also, um, like I just mentioned, like anything that disrupts an unsexy industries yeah. and makes them um, and is successful in that. I think there's I think that's just um, so cool when when something is an unsexy industry and then just becomes really cool. OK, so event L.A. Tech event that you think is a must attend. God, you know, I'm I'm probably a bad person to ask, because when I um, when I used to consult full time, I would go to all of these events yeah. all over town and it was just hungry young people looking for people to give them jobs or you know and it was more like takers than it was yeah. givers um and i i would say subscription summit because i had a really good time there um when i went two years ago but that's not an la tech that's just it's like a national thing oh why not um, subscription summit i yeah. haven't even heard of it before you think it's worth it I think subscription summit's worth it. So it's in its third year. It's going to happen. We're in April right now. It's going to happen like sometime late May in Denver. Um, and I think if you're a subscription box, um, they had amazing panelists. They had everything from my subscription addiction, which is like the big site that reviews um, subscription boxes. They had some amazing affiliate networks. They had some, um, uh, I think they had reps or I'm sorry, they had like the founder of was it Birchbox? I don't know. They just had some really, really great panelists, yeah. really great speakers. And I learned a lot from them. 
Um, and so now it's three years later. So I'm sure that's going to be. I totally want to go. That sounds cool. It's in Denver. You want to go in a month? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Done. Okay. So that's not an LA tech uh-huh. event. Um, and then I have a love hate relationship with um, Social Media Week LA. Yeah. Um, I used to go. This is like aging myself in the tech community. Um, I used to go in like 2010 or whatever when it was literally called Blog World or Bloggers World yeah. or something back when blogs were a thing. Um, and it's evolved since then. And I've had, you know, especially like when I was consulting, I would, and just, you know, trying to stay really relevant yeah. given that I was like removed from the workplace a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would go to like eight hours of sessions and like half of them I'd be like, guys, you have the wrong answer. Let me raise my hand. I remember one time I went and like actually one of my, I was um, a social media consultant and one of my clients was up on the, the panel yeah. speaking. And I was like, I consult you. I tell you, you, you have questions for me. Like, and she had said something. I don't remember what client this was at this point, yeah. but she had said something and I was like, that's actually literally wrong. And I just want to raise my hand and be like, the information that you're giving out to the audience right now is empirically, factually wrong. Um, and so like half of the sessions, I would just get a little bit um, irritated that they would be like, you know, yeah. bad. And then the other half would be, that's pure gold. Um, and now it's gotten really expensive. Like it used to be free. And then it was like, you know, 15 to yeah. $30 per session. And now it's like five or $600 for the, for the three or four days or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. And so where can people connect with you? Um, with me, you can um, find Sphinx at Shop Sphinx. That's S-P-H-Y-N-X dot com. Our social handles on Insta and Facebook and Twitter are all Shop Sphinx. And um, if any of you guys have any brilliant thoughts, please email me. Kate at Shop dot com. And, and, and if, uh, oh. on Instagram, you can follow me personally at Kate Shaw 27. And if you had one ask of the community, uh, something that they could do to help accelerate your success, either personally or the Sphinx growth, what would that ask be? Um, brand partnerships. Um, you know, we mentioned brand partnership with Flex. And I think that um, working together, we all seriously create cooler brand stories and cooler opportunities. Um, so if there's anything that would look like uh, an awesome co-branded opportunity, whether it be Flex or white girl rosé or who knows what other um awesome um co-branded partnerships that could come of this so hit me up yo and they should email you email me give your email one more time kate k-a-t-e at shop sphinx.com thank you so much for hanging out with the we are la tech podcast you're amazing you're an inspiration you give me brilliant ideas all the time when i come crying at your door not figuring out (laughs) how to grow things in a way that makes sense where i still can be a sane person you're like have you thought about it like this so i appreciate you being in my life appreciate you being on the show i am so excited that sphinx gets to uh celebrate your talent within their company and that you get to work with a company that you feel so passionate about. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. If you want to connect with more incredible people in LA Tech, remember you could go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. And say hello on social at wearelatech, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Bye. Bye, guys. Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles 
the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. We are latech.com slash shop represent. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.